This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. It has been quite the 48 hours in Ottawa. But then again, kind of been like that for almost two months now, hasn't it? This latest scenario saw former Treasury Board President Jane Philpott's interview with McLean's Magazine generating a lot of discussion, a lot of heated discussion and headlines this morning. It's even fueling opposition demands for more information on the SNC-Lavalin controversy. So what did she say? Well, she told McLean's that there is, quote, much more to the story and that she has been prevented from discussing her concerns uh, through efforts by the Prime Minister's office to, quote, shut down the story. Meanwhile, Prime Minister being asked about this, he continues to dismiss calls for him to go further and to hear more from Jody Wilson-Raybould. He's still trying to move everybody forward with his nothing to see here. It's all over with. Let's get an update, though, on what has been going on there. Amanda Connolly joins us now, our global news political reporter. Hi, Amanda. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, thanks so much for being here. So first off, what has the reaction been like to this uh, Jane Philpott interview with McLean's today? Well, what we've seen so far is really the Conservatives using this to, again, emphasize their calls that there needs to be more explanation and more uh, really kind of discovery of what actually happened behind the scenes here. So they're renewing their calls for Jody Wilson-Raybould to be allowed to speak further on this matter. They want to hear, uh, they, they basically are asking now a new committee as well, the, the, the House of Commons Ethics Committee, to consider this, and whether they can call her to testify at that committee and really explain what's going on here. But again, the Liberals control that committee, and so unless they're going to be willing to uh, vote for that motion that the Conservatives plan to put forward later today, if that still goes ahead, there's really, it, it's, it's a limited venue of opportunity for them to try and go through that avenue here, which is why we're seeing a lot of the filibuster that were the filibuster activity right now. Yeah, let's talk about that because we saw cots, you know, being set up outside the House of Commons and everything overnight. What was going on? Yeah, so basically right now, the government is in the process of trying to pass what we call um, supplementary and interim estimates. They're kind of like bridge bills that fill the gap for funding between federal budgets. And because those are money bills, any failure of those to pass could trigger an election. So what the Conservatives are doing here is uh, basically opposing every single line of those estimates, forcing the Liberals to keep the majority of their members in the House for the last, coming up on 24 hours by the, the late afternoon today, or within the next couple of hours here. And again, they, they are doing that because the, the Liberals yesterday voted down a motion by them calling for Jody Wilson-Raybould to be allowed to speak more fully. And this is how they're saying that they only have really this venue to try and push the government on this and make it as difficult for them as possible to continue refusing to allow her to speak. And how did that go? I mean, that was like an all-nighter. You don't see that happen very often. Yeah, so this is actually the third time that we've seen this tactic used by the Conservatives. Uh, people might recall we saw this back in March 2018 over the Jaspal Atwal affair with the India trip. We saw it again in June where it was they were, the Conservatives were looking for more information about the carbon tax. And so they do have a record here of, of doing this over the past year. And it's been to mixed results. So with the Jaspal Atwal affair, we did see them get one of the things that they wanted out of that, which was to see Daniel Jean, the former National Security Advisor, come to committee and testify about that. With the carbon tax, they did not get what they wanted, which was really some specific information about costing on that. The Liberals didn't acquiesce to that, and it ended after about 12 hours. So we're really waiting to see here how far the Conservatives are going to push this, how long they're going to go. It could run anywhere up to 40 hours if they push through all of these opposing motions to the estimates that they have um, available to them. And we're seeing so far from Justin Trudeau, 
uh, what appears to be a reluctance to do that. We heard him reject the the characterizations that former Treasury Board President Jody Wilson, um, sorry, Jane Philpott had made to McLean's magazines earlier today. And it really leaves a lot up in the air as to where they're going to go next and how they plan to try and defuse this. Right. So do you get the impression that on the government side of this, they're just going to keep moving forward and hope that the rest of this stuff dies down? I mean, that seems to be the path that they're taking right now. Yeah. Again, it's, it's hard to say what they're thinking and kind of what's going on behind the scenes here. Uh, we do know that, again, it was serious enough uh, a couple of weeks ago for Justin Trudeau to cut short trips that he had planned to come back for an emergency strategy session in Ottawa. We'd been initially told at that time that he would issue kind of a statement of contrition, and we really didn't see that. So we've seen the prime minister kind of doubling down on his tone that nothing inappropriate happened here, that they were talking about jobs, that they should be expected to do that. But of course, we also saw today the CEO of SNC-Lavalin saying, we never raised the jobs issue with them. So you're getting a lot of conflicting yeah. narratives here. And that's I think, is why the Conservatives are continuing to push on this. Yeah. And you mentioned as well that not sure what's going to get done in the House of Commons today. So is the regular business kind of being pushed back because of what's happened? It is, yeah. So effectively, as of 10 a.m. Eastern time, so earlier, a couple of hours ago here, uh, if the filibuster had not ended by that point, the rest of the agenda for the day in the House of Commons was wiped clean because according to, to the rules of the House, if you don't start by 10 a.m., it's technically still considered Wednesday in the House of Commons right now. That's kind of just how the rules work. And so all of the business that was scheduled for today has been effectively wiped away. We're seeing all of the committees one by one being cancelled. There are still a couple in the afternoon, particularly the Ethics Committee, that have not yet been cancelled. But without any kind of clear indication right now of how the Conservatives plan to wrap this up or signals that the Liberals will acquiesce, those really are in jeopardy at the moment. So it's hard to predict kind of even more than a couple of minutes in advance here what's happening. Okay, yeah, it sounds like you're going to be busy then today. So no word yet to how long this is going to go on for. So the really the, the kind of hard stop on the motions, they have 257 motions opposing individual lines of these estimates. Because of the way the timing for votes goes, those could last uh, anywhere up until 35 to 40 hours. So theoretically, you could see this stretch into Friday uh, around midday kind of Eastern Standard Time here. But again, you have a lot of MPs. We're kind of heading into a break week right now where MPs have plans to go back to their constituencies. They have flights booked, trains booked, travel booked. Again, meetings back home in their ridings yeah. as well with stakeholders. So I think I think it would be um, potentially costly for them to have to rebook all of that. But again, we're really going to have to wait and see if that's that's a price that they're willing to pay. Well, Amanda, it's going to make your job very interesting today, isn't it? It certainly will. <laughs> okay, thanks for your time on this. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's Amanda Connolly, Global News political reporter in Ottawa.